This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and lover of sausage and cheese. I'm also a big history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day for the next 365 days, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. Each day is going to consist of three historical elements. This day in history, this day in music history, and this day in my life. I hope you love the past. Let's dig in. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365 with MXM Tune. Today, we're going to talk about a well-loved event for the party animals among us, Oktoberfest. We're all familiar with the concept, Germany, beer, sausage, later Hosen, festivals, but we probably aren't as familiar with how it all began. It won't surprise you that Oktoberfest is older than anyone alive on Earth right now. The costumes alone indicate that it's an event that began in a different world. To be precise, it began in 1810, which is, of course, over 200 years ago. It did begin as a party, but not just any party. It was a wedding, a celebration of the marriage of Crown Prince Ludwig to Princess Therese von Sachsen-Hildbeckhausen, a mouthful if there ever was one. Princess Therese was on the short list of brides for the infamous Napoleon Bonaparte, but luckily for her and fans of Oktoberfest, she ended up with Prince Ludwig instead. Not only did they host an entire festival to celebrate their wedding, they also hosted a large horse race. Sounds like a dream wedding to me. Though their wedding took place on October 12th, Oktoberfest stretched out for five days. If you go to the OG Oktoberfest today, it's still held in the same location, the city center of Munich. Each year, the festival begins with the mayor of Munich tapping the first keg of beer and shouting, Otatis! It's tapped. From there, the activities are plentiful and rowdy, and they include carnival rides, singing and chanting in beer halls, parades, dancing, big bands, play acting, and of course, as much sausage, sauerkraut, mustard, and beer as you could want. I'm allergic to alcohol, so I'd be camped out in the sausage tent personally. Of course, there's also Oktoberfests, Oktober's Fest, all over the world, and they vary immensely in their relation to the original. For example, there are five official Oktoberfests in China every year. In Moscow, the yearly Oktoberfest is held in the famous Red Square, and festivals take place as far and wide as Zambia. Of course, the United States might love Oktoberfest more than any other country that's adopted its celebrations. Whether it's the common German roots of American citizens or taking any excuse to drink beer and celebrate, you can't throw a stone in a major city in the month of October without hitting an October event. You might think that the largest Oktoberfest in the States is in a large city like New York or San Francisco, but surprise, it's in Cincinnati, Ohio, and goes by the name Zinzinati. Though Oktoberfest has always been popular in the States, it's ballooned even more over the past few years as the celebration has dovetailed with the growing ubiquity of microbreweries. 
If I were you, I'd celebrate this Oktoberfest by finding your most appealing and hopefully age-appropriate local event. It's hard to say no to beers and pretzels. One of the participants' favorite parts of Oktoberfest is the costumes. An image probably comes to mind when you think of Oktoberfest outfits. Lederhosen and Dirndls. Beyond these commonly known traditions, participants also have some deep cuts on traditional Bavarian wear that they bring out come Oktoberfest. For instance, many locals bring out their Bavarian hats, basically a green cap with a sprouting tuft of brown chamois hair. In case you aren't familiar, the chamois is a mix of a goat and an antelope and well-known in the hills of Europe. They're a rare and beloved animal. So if you had access to chamois hair, it meant that you had some money to throw around. Therefore, the bigger and hairier your chamois hat, the more respect you garnered. These days, chamois hats are still popular, but since most of the hair is synthetic now, there's less of a connotation of riches. Though Oktoberfest still holds many of the same traditions as the original event, there's one major change. Many Oktoberfests now take place in September, because the weather is milder and more conducive to outdoor partying. The official event in Munich begins in September and lasts for 16 days, concluding on the first Sunday of October, or October 3rd, whichever is later in the given year. Don't worry, though, if you haven't gotten to an Oktoberfest celebration yet this year, many pubs and restaurants keep their events going well into the fall. For those who can't make it to a big festival or party, grilling some bratwurst and picking up traditional Bavarian mustard will have to do. Though there's six breweries that participate every year in the Munich Oktoberfest, the Marzen-style beer is the OG that was served in 1810. It's called Marzen because it begins the brewing process in March, and then was stored in caves until October. Modern breweries do their own take on the beer, so it's fun to see every year what they come up with. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And for our music fact of the day, we have a special guest, artist of some of my favorite songs like Listerine, Hot Rod, Can I Call You Tonight, Dayglow. And he is here to talk to you about how he spent October 12th of last year. Hey everyone, this is Sloan um, from Dayglow, and today is October 12th, 2020. October 12th, 2019, last year, many moons ago, I played my first festival performance ever at Austin City Limits here in the wonderful, beautiful Austin, Texas. Um, I had always dreamed of playing ACL and yeah, it was just kind of like my goal and like moment where I realized like, man, like what the heck is going on? Like I'm performing in front of a lot of people and they seem to care, um, which was awesome. So Today is a great day to celebrate. If you have nothing to celebrate about, um, I give you the thumbs up. You can celebrate in my behalf. Um, I'm happy to share 
my uh, celebration with you. But anyways, I hope you have just a beautiful day. Tell the people that you love that you love them. They matter. You matter. Um, Let's rock. Goodbye and au revoir. And for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be looking into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on an October 12th in my life. On Friday, October 12th, 2018, I started drafting the EP artwork for Plum Blossom, which was my first EP that I ever released. And so inside of my photo albums, I have a bunch of sketches and reference photos of Plum Blossom images that I was going to be using. And um, it was I was really nervous because it was the first time that I was kind of working on formalizing a project with some of my songs. And um, yeah, but now I'm here and I have three EPs out. I have an album out and... It's pretty cool. I'm able to kind of feel like a legit artist now in a way that I was really nervous about feeling back when I was releasing Plum Blossom. So yeah, thanks for making my dreams come true, everyone. And that is all for today's episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to it. And you can follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on all platforms to keep up to date as we release new episodes. I hope you like this one today, and I will talk to you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.